Today is March 30th. This is Verses in Flow. I'm Jennifer Wainwright, and I am thrilled to have you here with me again or for the first time. And listen, if you've fallen behind, please never trip on that. You can always catch up or pick up, fall in wherever you fit in. These episodes are not going anywhere, and sometimes that adversarial voice will tell you that just because you've fallen behind on whatever it is, not just this podcast, that you should give up. But that is one of the biggest lies we can believe. The truth is, every day is a new opportunity to start fresh and move forward towards our goals. So if you have fallen behind, so what? Keep going, keep pushing. You are doing just fine. You are right where you are supposed to be. Let's flow into this word and let this word flow into us. Deuteronomy chapters 13 through 15, God's word translation. How Israel is to deal with false prophets. One of your people claiming to be a prophet or to have prophetic dreams may predict a miraculous sign or an amazing thing. What he predicts may even take place. But don't listen to that prophet or dreamer if he says, let's worship and serve other gods. Those gods may be gods you've never heard of. The Lord your God is testing you to find out if you really love him with all your heart and with all your soul. Worship the Lord your God, fear him, obey his commands, listen to what he says, serve him and be loyal to him. That prophet or dreamer must be put to death because he preached rebellion against the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt and freed you from slavery. He was trying to lead you away from following the directions the Lord your God gave you. You must get rid of this evil. Your own brother, son, or daughter, the wife you love, or your best friend may secretly tempt you, saying, let's go worship other gods. Those gods may be gods that you and your ancestors never knew. They may be the gods of the people around you who live near or far from one end of the land to the other. Don't be influenced by any of these people or listen to them. Have no pity on them. Don't feel sorry for them or protect them. You must put them to death. You must start the execution. Then all the other people will join you in putting them to death. Stone them to death because they were trying to lead you away from the Lord your God who brought you out of slavery in Egypt. All Israel will hear about it and be afraid. Then no one among you will ever do such a wicked thing again. You may hear that the residents in one of the cities which the Lord your God is giving you to live in have been led away from the Lord your God by worthless people. You may hear that these people have been saying, let's worship other gods. Those gods may be gods you've never heard of. Then make a thorough investigation. If it is true and you can prove that this disgusting thing has been done among you, you must kill the residents of that city with swords and destroy that city and everyone in it, including the animals, because they are claimed by God. Gather their goods into the middle of the city square. Then burn their city and all their goods as a burnt offering to the Lord your God. It must remain a mound of ruins and never be rebuilt. Don't ever take any of the things claimed for destruction. Then the Lord will stop being angry and will show you mercy. In his mercy, he will make your population increase as he swore to your ancestors. 
The Lord your God will do this if you listen to him, obey all the commands that I'm giving you today, and do what he considers right. Religious Practices You are the children of the Lord your God. So when someone dies, don't mourn by cutting yourselves or shaving bald spots on your head. You are people who are holy to the Lord your God. Out of all the people who live on earth, the Lord has chosen you to be his own special possession. Never eat anything that is disgusting to the Lord. Here are the kinds of animals you may eat. Oxen, sheep, goats, deer, gazelles, fallow deer, wild goats, mountain goats, antelope, and mountain sheep. You may eat all animals that have completely divided hoofs and that also chew their cud. But some animals chew their cud while others have completely divided hoofs. You may not eat these kinds of animals. They include camels, rabbits, and rock badgers. Although they chew their cud, they don't have divided hoofs. They are unclean for you. Also, you may not eat pigs. Although their hoofs are divided, they don't chew their cud. Never eat their meat or touch their dead bodies. Here's what you may eat of every creature that lives in the water. You may eat any creature that has fins and scales, but never eat anything that doesn't have fins and scales. It is unclean for you. You may eat any clean bird, but here are the kinds of birds that you should never eat. Eagles, bearded vultures, black vultures, buzzards, all types of kites, all types of crows, ostriches, nighthawks, seagulls, all types of falcons, little owls, great owls, barn owls, pelicans, ospreys, cormorants, storks, all types of herons, hoopoes, and bats. Every swarming winged insect is also unclean for you. They must never be eaten. However, you may eat any other kind of flying creature that is clean. Never eat any creature that dies naturally. You may give it to the foreigners who live in your cities and they may eat it. You may also sell it to foreigners who are visiting, but you are people who are holy to the Lord your God. Never cook a young goat in its mother's milk, giving God one-tenth of everything. Every year, be sure to save a tenth of the crops harvested from whatever you plant in your fields. Eat the tenth of your grain, new wine, and olive oil, and eat the firstborn of your cattle, sheep, and goats in the presence of the Lord your God and the place he will choose to put his name. Then you will learn to fear the Lord your God as long as you live. But the place the Lord your God will choose to put his name may be too far away. He may bless you with so much that you can't carry a tenth of your income that far. If so, exchange the tenth part of your income for silver. Take the silver with you and go to the place the Lord your God will choose. Use the silver to buy whatever you want, cattle, sheep, goats, wine, liquor, whatever you choose. Then you and your family will eat and enjoy yourselves there in the presence of the Lord your God. Never forget to take care of the Levites who live in your cities. They have no land of their own as you have. At the end of every third year, bring a tenth of that year's crop and store it in your cities. Foreigners, orphans, and widows who live in your cities may come to eat all they want. The Levites may also come because they have no land of their own as you have. Then the Lord your God will bless you in whatever work you do. The Seventh Year Celebration At the end of every seven years, you must cancel debts. This is what you will do. If you've made a loan, don't collect payment on the debt your neighbor still owes you. 
Don't demand that your neighbor or relative pay you because the time for suspending payments on debts has been proclaimed in the Lord's honor. You may demand that a foreigner pay, but don't collect payment on the debt another Israelite still owes you. In any case, there shouldn't be any poor people among you because the Lord your God will certainly bless you in the land he is giving you as your own possession. He will bless you only if you listen carefully to the Lord your God and faithfully obey all these commands I'm giving you today. The Lord your God will bless you as he promised. You will make loans to many nations, but you will not have to borrow from any of them. You will rule many nations, but no nation will ever rule over you. This is what you must do whenever there are poor Israelites in one of your cities in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Be generous to these poor people and freely lend them as much as they need. Never be hard-hearted and tight-fisted with them. When the seventh year, the year when payments on debts are canceled, is near, you might be stingy toward poor Israelites and give them nothing. Be careful not to think these worthless thoughts. The poor will complain to the Lord about you, and you will be condemned for your sin. Be sure to give to them without any hesitation. When you do this, the Lord your God will bless you in everything you work for and set out to do. There will always be poor people in the land. That's why I command you to be generous to other Israelites who are poor and needy. Whenever Hebrew men or women are sold to you as slaves, they will be your slaves for six years. In the seventh year, you must let them go free. But when you let them go, don't send them away empty-handed. Generously give them provisions, sheep from your flocks, grain from your threshing floor, and wine from your wine press. Be as generous to them as the Lord your God has been to you. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and the Lord your God freed you. That's why I'm giving you this command today. But suppose a male slave says to you, I don't want to leave you because he loves you and your family and is happy with you. Then take an awl and pierce it through his earlobe into a door and he will be your slave for life. Do the same to a female slave if she doesn't want to leave. If you have to let your slave go free, it won't be a hardship for you. It would have cost you twice as much to hire someone to do the same work for those six years. Besides, the Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. Setting aside firstborn males for God. You must dedicate every firstborn male from your herds and flocks to the Lord your God. Never use a firstborn ox for work and never shear a firstborn sheep. Every year, you and your family must eat these animals in the presence of the Lord your God in the place the Lord will choose. But if an animal is lame or blind or has any other serious defect, never sacrifice it to the Lord your God. Eat it in your city. Clean and unclean, people may eat them together as if they were eating a gazelle or a deer. But never eat the blood. Pour it on the ground like water. Luke chapter 8 verse 40 through chapter 9 verse 6. Jairus' daughter and a woman with chronic bleeding. When Jesus came back, a crowd welcomed him. Everyone was expecting him. A man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, arrived and quickly bowed down in front of Jesus. He begged Jesus to come to his home. His only daughter, who was about 12 years old, was dying. As Jesus went, the people were crowding around him. A woman who had been suffering from chronic bleeding for 12 years was in the crowd. No one could cure her. 
She came up behind Jesus, touched the edge of his clothes, and her bleeding stopped at once. Jesus asked, Who touched me? After everyone denied touching him, Peter said, Teacher, the people are crowding you and pressing against you. Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know power has gone out of me. The woman saw that she couldn't hide. Trembling, she quickly bowed in front of him. There, in front of all the people, she told why she touched him and how she was cured at once. Jesus told her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While Jesus was still speaking to her, someone came from the synagogue leader's home. He said, Your daughter is dead. Don't bother the teacher anymore. When Jesus heard this, he told the synagogue leader, Don't be afraid. Just believe and she will get well. Jesus went into the house. He allowed no one to go with him except Peter, John, James, and the child's parents. Everyone was crying and showing how sad they were. Jesus said, don't cry, she's not dead, she's just sleeping. They laughed at him because they knew she was dead. But Jesus took her hand and called out, child, get up. She came back to life and got up at once. He ordered her parents to give her something to eat. They were amazed. Jesus ordered them not to tell anyone what had happened. Jesus sends out the twelve. Jesus called the twelve apostles together and gave them power and authority over every demon and power and authority to cure diseases. He sent them to spread the message about God's kingdom and to cure the sick. He told them, Don't take anything along on the trip. Don't take a walking stick, traveling bag, any food, money, or a change of clothes. When you go into a home, stay there until you're ready to leave. If people don't welcome you, leave that city and shake its dust off your feet as a warning to them. The apostles went from village to village, told the good news, and cured the sick everywhere. Psalm 71 I have taken refuge in you, O Lord. Never let me be put to shame. Rescue me and free me because of your righteousness. Turn your ear toward me and save me. Be a rock on which I may live, a place where I may always go. You gave the order to save me. Indeed, you are my rock and my fortress. My God, free me from the hands of a wicked person, from the grasp of one who is cruel and unjust. You are my hope, O almighty Lord. You have been my confidence ever since I was young. I depended on you before I was born. You took me from my mother's womb. My songs of praise constantly speak about you. I have become an example to many people, but you are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise, with your glory all day long. Do not reject me when I am old or abandon me when I lose my strength. My enemies talk about me. They watch me as they plot to take my life. They say, God has abandoned him. Pursue him and grab him because there is no one to rescue him. Oh God, do not be so distant from me. Oh my God, come quickly to help me. Let those who accuse me come to a shameful end. Let those who want my downfall be covered with disgrace and humiliation. But I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. My mouth will tell about your righteousness, about your salvation all day long. 
Even then, it is more than I can understand. I will come with the mighty deeds of the Almighty Lord. I will praise your righteousness, yours alone. Oh God, you have taught me ever since I was young, and I still talk about the miracles you have done. Even when I am old and gray, do not abandon me, O God. Let me live to tell the people of this age what your strength has accomplished, to tell about your power to all who will come. Your righteousness reaches to the heavens, O God. You have done great things, O God, who is like you. You have made me endure many terrible troubles. You restore me to life again. You bring me back from the depths of the earth. You comfort me and make me greater than ever. Because of your faithfulness, O my God, even I will give thanks to you as I play on a lyre. I will make music with a harp to praise you, O Holy One of Israel. My lips will sing with joy when I make music to praise you. My soul, which you have rescued, also will sing joyfully. My tongue will tell about your righteousness all day long, because those who wanted my downfall have been disgraced and put to shame. Proverbs 12, verses 5 through 7. The thoughts of righteous people are fair. The advice of wicked people is treacherous. The words of wicked people are a deadly ambush, but the words of decent people rescue. Overthrow wicked people and they are no more, but the families of righteous people continue to stand. So in our reading in Luke today, we have two incredible stories of faith and healing that are just so amazing. First, we have Jairus, a ruler of the synagogue, who comes to Jesus in desperation. He is begging for him to heal his young daughter, who's about 12 years old and on the brink of death. Jesus agrees to go with Jairus, but on the way, they're interrupted by a woman with chronic bleeding who touches the hem of Jesus's garment. Y'all know the story. And she's instantly healed. Jesus asks, hey, touch me. And everybody is like, wasn't me, wasn't me, wasn't me, wasn't you? And Jesus says, come on, y'all, somebody here touched me. And it wasn't just a regular touch, Peter. I know it's people pressing up against me and crowding all around. No, this was a different kind of touch. I felt the power leave out of me. This was a special touch. So who did it? And the woman who touched him, the woman who had been suffering from this chronic bleeding for 12 years, she knew it was her. So she stepped forward nervously and told Jesus what she'd done. She said, I reached out and touched your garment in faith, Lord. I believed that if I could just touch you, my sickness would finally be healed. Jesus looked at her with compassion in his eyes and said, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And y'all know she did after all those years of suffering and all the money she spent on doctors who couldn't do anything for her. And then with one touch, one desperate act of radical faith, she was made whole. Now Jairus has been standing by anxiously or maybe patiently during this little interruption. But as they continue on to his house, They're met with the news from somebody who was at the house that his little girl has already died. This person tells Jairus, don't bother Jesus anymore, Jairus. Your daughter is dead. Excuse me? Who are you? 
person to suggest that Jairus' request was a bother at all. Don't bother, Jesus? That statement irritated me. Like, sir or ma'am, it is not your place to tell this desperate father to give up hope. Who are you to determine what's a bother to Jesus when somebody else is in need? Jairus needed Jesus, and Jesus was willing to go with him. Clearly, back up and be gone. That's why I am so glad Jesus tells Jairus, don't even worry about that. You still believe, right? That's all you got to do. Just believe and your daughter will be well. And so Jairus is probably a little shaken, but he's also encouraged by Jesus's words because they keep going. He takes Jesus at his word and he continues to follow him. When they get to his house, Jesus tells the mourners who are there, don't cry, y'all. She's not dead. She's just sleeping. And then these people go from crying to laughing. Y'all laughing at Jesus? Y'all must not know that his power is greater than death itself. Now, Luke leaves out a detail that Mark includes for us. Mark says Jesus told everybody to get out. Like, oh, y'all think this is funny? Okay, bounce. Get out. You blew it, and now you don't get to see what I'm about to do. You are about to miss this whole miracle. So everybody leaves except for Jairus, his wife, and Peter, James, and John. And then Jesus takes the little girl's hand and says, Little girl, get up. And she does. She wakes up like she had just been sleeping. And then he orders her parents to give her something to eat, which is another detail that I just love because it shows once again that Jesus cares about every aspect of our lives, even our appetites, apparently. Jesus is like, this baby has been sick. She probably hasn't been able to eat. I know y'all are caught up right now in her being alive, and I get it, but get this baby some food, all right? Now, there's also this command by Jesus for them not to tell what happened. Now, Jesus, who doesn't want to share that you brought their child back from the dead? What a difficult command to follow. And clearly, somebody couldn't keep a secret because we're reading about it today. So, what can we take from these stories? Well, first of all, we can learn from the woman with chronic bleeding that radical faith can lead to radical outcomes. Sometimes we have to take a risk and reach out with everything we have. Even in the midst of her suffering and hopelessness, this lady believed that just one touch of Jesus' robe could heal her. And that one touch did indeed heal her. We can also learn from Jairus' example that even when it appears that there is no longer a reason to believe, if Jesus said he was coming through, he's coming through, and we cannot allow circumstances or people convince us otherwise. And last, we can learn from Jesus' command for them to keep the miracle a secret. What I see here is that sometimes the most powerful moments with Jesus are meant to be kept between him and us. Not every experience needs to be shared with the world, and I am all for telling your stories. Some stories do need to be told, but there are times when we need to just cherish and treasure and protect the intimacy of those moments with Jesus. Keep them safe within our hearts, especially if that's what he has commanded us to do. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for reminding us through these stories that you are a faithful truth speaker and a miracle worker. Lord, as the world tries to seduce us with its lies and empty promises, we cling to you and believe your words. 
Lord, we trust that you'll work out all matters for our good, that things are happening for us and not to us. Lord, let our faith be so strong that it moves mountains just as this woman's faith who we read about today did. Lord, we pray for the kind of faith that doesn't waver. Even when the odds are stacked against us, help us to remember that you are greater than any obstacle that we can face. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are the same God who did miracles in the Bible and you are still performing miracles today. Lord, we ask that you would give us the courage to reach out to you in faith just as Jairus did. We pray for healing, for restoration, for breakthroughs in our lives, and for miracles that can only come from you. Lord, we pray for the strength to trust in your ability to get us together and keep us together even when everything around us is falling apart. Lord, we pray for the humility and good judgment to follow you wherever you lead us, even if it doesn't make sense to us at the time. Lord, we ask all of these things in your precious son, Jesus's name. Amen. And our affirmation for today my life is worth living because it cost Jesus his, and I will do everything in my power to make the best of it. My life is worth living because it cost Jesus his, and I will do everything in my power to make the best of it. And our aphorism, the world says, show me, and I will believe. The word says, believe, and I will show you. That's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for being on this Odyssey with me. You belong here and we belong together on this journey. I love you and I'll be right here tomorrow waiting for you.